0: mm oh. Everybody and welcome to another Strange Uncles Oddities. On um, this one, I thought this was pretty cool. You know, we cover things obviously, you know, within our own little wheelhouse, our country, whatever have you. But there's tons of stuff happening around the world, and uh, we touched on this briefly, I think, on on an episode or two. But uh, there's been some famous ghosts across the world, and some of them are very interesting. You know, it really never gets to. Us if we're not paying attention, um, some of these I've heard of, some of these I have not. Some of them are based off of movies or books or whatever have you, so they might ring a bell. But uh, yeah, this is some of the more popular ghosts and or ghost legends, if you say, um, that we're going to cover. So here we go. First one up is uh, Kuchisake ana in Japan. The legends of Kuchisaki Ana dates back to anywhere from the 17th to 19th centuries during Japan's Edo period. Kuchisaki Ana is thought to have been a beautiful woman who was mutilated by having her face sliced open from ear to ear. If that doesn't ring a bell, you know, I can tell you the ring, but uh, maybe that's, I think that's what this loosely based off of. Um, Some versions of the story say jealous lover disfigured her. Others claim the culprit was another woman envious of her beauty. Considered an unreal or vengeful spirit, uh, she will appear to people hiding her disfigured face behind a fan or, in modern times, a surgical mask. She will ask the individual if she is beautiful. If they say yes, she will uncover her face and ask if the individual still thinks she's pretty. If the person says no or tries to run away, she will kill them. As one does. If they say yes, she will use scissors or a knife to cut up their face to match hers. Sounds like the Joker. The legend alternatively claims that she will follow the person home and murder them. So there's that. Um, the story of Kuchisaki on a grip Japan. Again, in 1979, when sightings of her were reported in the local newspapers. The public took the story so seriously, adults would walk children home from school in large groups to prevent her from taking them. Uh, Lastly on this, if confronted by her, it's advised that an individual can escape by telling her she looks average or throwing either money or hard candy at her to confuse her. So, plan B, right? Anyway, next up. um, And I've heard of this one. It's interesting. This is the Black Monk of Pontefract in England. In August 1966, Jean and Joe Pritchard moved into 30 East Drive in Pontefract, West Yorkshire with their two children, Philip at 15 and Diane at 12. Upon moving into the home, the family began experiencing poltergeist-like activity that seemed to focus this energy on Philip. The poltergeist activity included objects flying through the air, green foam coming from the faucets, and pictures on the wall being cut with a knife. Uh, The entity eventually became violent with Diane, throwing her to the floor, leaving marks on her neck, and even dragging her up the stairs in front of her entire family. The activity at 30 East Drive eventually caught the attention of newspapers, which referred to the spirit as Mr. Nobody. Although the Pritchard's usually called the poltergeist Fred, attempts at an exorcism were unsuccessful, and Fred would slap those trying to pray. <laughs> Sounds like kind of an ass. Research indicates that the site of 30 East Drive was where a monk was hung in the 16th century, which is thought to explain the poltergeist activity and what led to the entity becoming known as a black monk of Pontefract. A photo taken by a ghost hunter in 2016 showed a face shrouded by a black hood in a mirror facing the staircase where Diane Pritchard had been dragged nearly 50 years earlier. The story was covered in the 1981 book, Poltergeist, A Study in Destructive Haunting, by Colin Wilson, which I I read, not a bad book, and in the 2012 horror film, When the Lights Went Out. The film's producer subsequently purchased the Pritchard's old home and now rents it out to amateur ghost hunters, although Ouija boards are not allowed inside. That's interesting. I did not know that. Way to make a buck no matter what. Um, Next up, we have La Lorena in New Mexico, or actually in Mexico, sorry. Uh, No one knows for certain where the legend of La Lorena originated, but many believe the story originated with the Aztecs. In the 1500s, a new version of the story emerged, in which La Lorena had a child with a Spanish conquistador. According to this legend, when the conquistador left La Lorena for another woman, she drowned her child in the river. The story has changed over the years, but it typically involves her uh, drowning her child or children and sometimes drowning herself. In some versions, La Llorona simply finds her children drowned and her ghost can be heard wailing in despair. Holy shit, that would ruin your night if you heard that. Even darker versions of uh, the legend say she steals living children to take the place for children who died numerous sightings of her have been reported over the centuries one of the more famous stories is about a boy in the 1930s named patricio Lujan, who reportedly saw a woman in white wailing by river in new mexico regardless of which version of the story persists la Llorona is considered an omen of misfortune and or death so there's that And this is one of the very first, kind of interesting, it's one of the very first ghost pictures I remember as a kid when I was, you know, getting into stuff like at five, I think. It's been a bit, folks. Um, And it was very interesting because I was was in awe with the picture. Uh, The Brown Lady of Raynham Hall in England. So Norfolk, England, sets an 18th century manor house where some say a ghost was caught on film. The Brown Lady of Raynham Hall has haunted the manor since at least 1835, When she was first sighted, many believe she is Dorothy Walpole, wife of Charles Townshend, who family owned Raynham Hall. Dorothy and Charles married in 1713, but in 1725, Charles allegedly locked Dorothy in the hall and claimed she died following rumors she was having an affair. Dorothy Walpole walked the corridors until she died from smallpox a year later. Then during a Christmas party in 1835, two guests first spotted the brown lady. The guest said she was fully uh, fully formed, but her eye sockets were empty. Oh, Jesus. A year later, another guest shot at the brown lady, but the bullet went straight through her and lodged in the door. Yeah, that's what you do. In 1926, a member of the Townshend family finally identified the brown lady as Dorothy Walpole based on his experience seeing the ghost, as well as a portrait of Dorothy that hung in the Rainmum Hall. The famous photograph of the brown lady was taken in September 1936 during a photo shoot for the magazine Country Life. The photographer's assistant actually saw the apparition and the photographer managed to capture the image. Paranormal investigators such as Harry Price examine the negative and don't believe it had been tampered with at all. But, of course, skeptics claim that the photo is merely a double exposure, which a lot in those days with the seances and the ectoplasm and all that stuff, that really in the family standing behind another member, all that is um, just tricks of, of the trade for photos and leaving light on the exposure on the camera and everything else. And, and all that's been proved, but uh, still interesting nonetheless. So next we have a Ballygally Castle Hotel sits on the eastern coast of Northern Ireland. God, it sounds like a fun place, doesn't it? Constructed in 1625 by John Shaw of Greenock, the castle survived multiple seizures during the 1641 uprising thanks to its five foot thick walls. The castle stayed in the Shaw family for centuries before changing hands several times and eventually becoming a hotel. Locals believe that the Ballygally's resident ghost is nearly as old as the castle itself. According to lore, Lady Isabel Shaw gave birth to a daughter, much to the dismay of her husband, Lord James Shaw, who actually wanted a son. Lord James allegedly had Lady Isabel locked in a tower where she was driven mad by the sounds of her crying daughter. Ah, great guy. Lady Isabel either jumped from the tower to her death or was pushed through the tower window by Lord James himself. Since then, residents and guests have reported seeing Lady Isabel's restless spirit. One family even reported that upon entering the tower, their baby began crying and screaming uncontrollably as if terrified by an unseen entity. Uh, I've seen that happen, actually. It's pretty fucking freaky. In addition to Lady Isabel's ghost, uh, the rustling skirts of a 19th century woman named Madam Nixon can be heard in the stairwells of the castle. Others have reported a green mist that seems to hang over Baligali Castle for no apparent reason. And next up, we have the White Woman of Belchen Tunnel in Switzerland. Built in the 1960s, Belchen Tunnel is a 10,430-foot-long tunnel in Switzerland that connects Iptikin in Bessel Country and Hegendorf in Solothorn. Uh, The haunting there is one of the more modern ones on this list, being first reported in the newspaper uh, January 1981. So, yeah, that is fairly early. The newspaper article claimed that an elderly woman wearing white would appear on the shoulder of the highway and flagged down drivers for a ride. Drivers would pick up the woman, only for her to vanish from the car as they drove through the tunnel. Sightings of the white woman of Belchin Tunnel continued through the 80s, including one story of two female law students who reportedly picked her up in 1983. The white woman apparently said something terrible was going to happen before disappearing from the backseat of the car about halfway through the tunnel. These stories have led to the Belchin Tunnel being known as one of the most haunted roads in the world. Interesting. Hmm. Okay, next up, uh, the Bingen poltergeist in Germany, or the Bingen. Uh, one of the oldest tales of poltergeist activity came from Germany in the town of Bingen during the ninth century, about 858 CE to be exact. Holy shit, that's a while ago. The story first appeared in a historical book called The Annals of Fodensas, uh, which claimed that a farmer thought his children uh, or children in the village were pulling pranks on him until the activity in his house and on the farm took a sinister turn. The farmer reported that the supposed pranks start out as knocking in the walls at all hours of the day and night. Before long, rocks began raining down on his house, crops burned, and animals died for seemingly no reason. The farmer sought out a group of Carolinian monks for aid, and although they performed an exorcism, it didn't seem to vanquish the poltergeist, which the farmer believed was a demon sent to torment him. The public later learned that the farmer had been let... Here we go, I knew it. The public later learned the farmer had been molesting his children along with other children in the village. Some speculate that someone could have put the evil eye on the farmer or that one of his children was going through puberty, which is sometimes said to trigger poltergeist activity. In other versions of the story, the man merely becomes an outcast because of the bad luck that follows him. An interesting tidbit to note, the word poltergeist actually stems from uh, Germany, I believe. I remember right. Um, Noisy, restless spirit. Uh, It's interesting. Anyway. Next on the list, Uh, the story of the Theatre Royal Droid Lane begins in 1663 when the first theatre was built. Since then, a total of four buildings have been erected on the site with the most recent being constructed in 1812. With all of that history, it's no surprise that several ghosts haunt the premises. One of the oldest ghosts is Joseph Grimaldi who performed as a clown at the theatre's second incarnation. Grimaldi's disembodied head had allegedly been spotted floating around the theater. Shit. And some actors even claim he's kicked them. The ghost of Dan Leno, another clown who performed at the theater years after Grimaldi, is also said to appear and leave behind the scent of lavender. Oh, that's nice of him. Another performer who haunts the theater is Charles Macklin, who accidentally killed a fellow actor during an argument. Although the actor's ghost has never been reported, Macklin's spirit has been seen near the site of the murder. The most famous apparition of the Theatre Royal Drury Lane is the Man in Grey. Visitors often see a spirit on the balcony wearing a powdered wig and long cloak. Multiple sightings of the Man in Grey were reported in 1939, though the veracity of these reports have been questioned over time. Regardless, actors consider good luck to see the Man in Grey watch him a performance or a rehearsal. Yeah, so there you have it. There's uh, there's some popular ghosts in history. There's other ones too, but you know those are the highlights. Obviously, you know you can. uh, There's so many ghosts you can throw a stick at them. But I thought that was interesting. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that too. Uh, Stay strange.